Welcome to the Come and Belong podcast. I'm your host, Brother Zach Coder. I am so excited to have on our show today, Eli Peterson. Eli, say hi. Hi. (laughs) Yeah, we can wave to the camera because this one will be recorded. Last week, I don't know what happened, but our footage got erased, and so we didn't have a YouTube episode. But that's okay. Uh, We'll have one this week. (laughs) Eli is um, a former student and a student who's attending right now at the Institute, and he has just got an incredible story that I think will will speak to a lot of hearts. Um, Eli is just a good soul who has his entire life just really wanted to serve a mission and things kind of turned out differently than he expected. Uh, but we're just going to talk about his journey, uh, his faith journey, uh, through that. And so thank you, brother. I know, um, as we were talking yesterday, I know one of our other, uh, interviews, you were like, Oh, someone else has experienced this, right? Where things yeah. didn't go the way they <laughs> thought. So Eli, yeah. thanks for being here, man. Okay. Before we dive into the deep end of, uh, seriousness, we're going to play a little game. Is that all right? Yep. Okay, it's called Fake News or Real News. Oh, okay. Okay, so here's the deal. I've got this website here, and I know it's the internet, so who knows if any of this is real. But (laughs) uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to read the title of a headline, and we're going to vote. I don't know either. Like, I haven't looked at these, if if this is fake news or real news, okay? Okay. And then we're just going to see, you know, I don't know, maybe the winner will... I'll, I'll go buy a soda for or something. <laughs> Although I'm trying to quit soda. So I don't know what we'll yeah, do. But <laughs> there's some Hershey kisses just, in the office. Maybe we can have one of those. Rights, I guess. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> there <you go>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Eli, here we go. Ready? Yeah. Teenager fined 100 pounds for feeding a chip to a pigeon. What do you think? Real news uh, or fake news? Oh, man. I'm going to say real. Why? Why are you gonna say real? Speak just, up just a little bit. I, I think it, I think it would happen like in some national parks. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say real as well because it looks like it is uh, like 100 pounds. It looks like England, and I think England has a pigeon problem. So let's say real, and then drum roll. Yes. <laughs> this really happened. If you're not sure yeah. about a news story, always check if any news is spam. Oh, okay. Just said it doesn't give us the background, but okay. Ooh, I don't like this one. Oh, I should have. Ooh. I'm deathly afraid of sharks. So here we go. Ready? Two-headed sharks found. Real or fake? fake. I don't like this. Fake. Fake? Yeah. Okay, a little bit louder when you, when you talk. Fake. I'm going to say fake, too, because I just want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want there to be yes. any that. <laughs> yes! you good. Oh, thank heavens. <laughs> I was about to just have to be like, I'm done. Yeah, okay. No. Okay, two-headed <laughs> sharks found. That's fake news. Okay. <laughs> Police in Germany rescue man chased by baby squirrel. Oh, boy. Um, that sounds fake. That sounds fake? Uh, I'm going to say uh, real. Okay, yeah. that's okay. You're saying fake. I'm no, going to say I real. Think, I think fake is f- okay. it's probably real. <laughs> I don't know. Let's find out. Ready? <laughs> yeah. It is yeah, real. Yeah. It just sounded crazy enough. Yeah, that's true. It just had the ring of like weirdness, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. It sounds unlikely, but this did happen. The police sent out a patrol car to help. But luckily, the chase ended when the baby squirrel curled up and fell asleep. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right, two more, two more. Okay, here. Uh, Canadian Zoo find, was fined after taking the bear out for ice cream? <laughs> what do you think, Eli? I don't know. I'm going to say, I don't know. I'd uh, say real just because. Real? Okay. Just cause and this time I'm going to say fake. Strange. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's see. Let's see who's right. 
Oh, oh wow. you were right. It was real. Okay. Wow, there is video evidence of this happening, so we know it's true. It's reported by lots of news organizations, including The Guardian, Sky News, CBC, and the hmm. National News Broadcaster. No way. Taking hmm. a bear out for ice cream. Wow. Okay. They eat worse stuff. I don't know. What, okay. I guess so. All right. Number five here. Um, elderly woman trains 65 cats to steal from her neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Real or fake? It's fake. I Here's hope it's fake. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go with you too on this one. I think that's fake. That's got to be fake. Yes. Oh, good. <laughs> Eli, uh, if a headline contains big numbers like 65 cats, it's a clue that it might be a clickbait. Uh, it's trying to get you to click on the page to make money from advertising. The story is completely made up. Okay. All right. Mm. Although I don't doubt it. There might be some geriatrics out there that train their cats to. Yeah. Might be. What would a cat steal? I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> Whatever they can train them to steal. <laughs> I know. Right. Whatever they train them to steal. Oh, boy. Awesome. Well, Eli, uh, thanks for playing, being a little bit silly with us. Um, but uh, let's kind of switch from the somewhat silly to the somewhat sublime. I'm really glad you're here. Uh, tell us just a little bit about you, first of all. Like, um, are you from Southern Utah? Uh, if you want to tell us how old you are. Uh, yeah, all that great stuff. Yeah, so I'm 21. I was born in Canebeds, which is by Colorado City, Arizona. Okay. So that's where I went to school and then moved to Hurricane, Utah at age 12. And then I just this semester I've moved here to to study. Well, I've been going to school for a bit, but I've just felt like I'm ready to move out and get and on with life. Huh? Yeah. An adult. <laughs> yes. How's your adulting going so uh, far? It's, it's sometimes, <laughs> sometimes not so good. But <laughs> for the most part, it's good. I just, yeah. I, I think a lot of times I find myself cooking like, if I leave things on the stove or I think, oh, I'm doing a doing good great. job cooking today. And then I look at the clock. I'm like, oh, man, class is starting right oh, now. Shoot. Oh, well. Uh, anyway. Hey, you'll get it. You'll get it. Yeah, it's it's good. You good, know? man. We've all, we've all got different different struggles. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, uh, Eli, tell us a little bit about um, your, your story, your journey. Uh, why are you here today? Tell us. I know that you have been one and again i knew you in hurricane but you're one who's just you love the gospel and i know that you've always wanted to be a missionary so can you tell us a little bit about that uh yeah i um i have like always um not like I, as my dad had said to you, like i wanted to be a missionary since i understood the concept of a missionary and i was uh born into the church like i've known about a mission for as long as I can remember and always wanted to. Um, and I I started, you know, and I kind of, I've always, like, loved the gospel, like, been really, like, in primary. I just felt like I, like I knew all the answers. That stuff comes, like, it's easy for me to learn that stuff. And so I thought, um, you know, this is just something that I, it's kind of, like, part of who I am as a future missionary. And yeah. so um it was just always been on your radar, yeah, right? You're just like right. you said you said as soon as you uh kind of understood the concept. When do you think that was? Like when did you really go, "Oh, that's what missionaries do. I want to do that." Like I I don't remember. Like I that's just like but pretty what young. my dad's 
I don't remember the time when I didn't want to serve a mission. Like, or when I didn't. But that's just the words, like, my dad was using to explain to someone, yeah, he's just uh, one or two ever since he understood it. The concept. So. That's cool. I love how you said that. I've, I've never, I can't remember not wanting to. Yeah. Cool. My cousins have, like, um, I come from a big family, and, like, from the time I was born until, like, until COVID happened, there was always at least one cousin out. Or one family member out there. Yeah. So, so cool. it's, like, just, I've just been surrounded by it, and. It's the long line and long yeah. legacy of yeah. missionary service. That's awesome. Yeah. So then tell us like as you're as you're getting older and you're like your junior, your senior year and, and it's becoming more of a possibility and more of a reality, tell us kind of what, what that was like for you. Yeah, so I was um I mean I went to mission prep and um so it was kind of funny because like like I said, I saw all my cousins go, but when you're like five, you're like 18, like, they're yeah, just so old. They've got, yeah, I'll yeah. have things figured out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I, um, like, my cousin, just a few years older than me, when I'm like, wait, he's he's not that old. Wait a minute, I know this guy. <laughs> yeah, right? Isn't that weird how that happens? You start getting closer, <laughs> like, you're like, I don't have anything figured out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Like, man, I thought I was, <laughs> I thought, I, I mean, well, when I was, Younger, I thought teenagers, uh, you know, were... They're adults. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm like, wow, I was mistaken. Yeah. So, and I just kind of thought, like, I don't know if I'm, like, going to be ready. You know, like, I I kept my, you know, I focused a lot on, like, the worthiness. And, um, like, as I was in high school, I thought, you know, I'm just not, like, ready to move out. And... I kind of just assumed that I had heard that missionaries have special uh, gifts and just assumed that, well, God will help me deal with whatever happens so that I can yeah. serve him. Yeah. And so um, I graduated high school. Like, I didn't feel quite ready. So I'll do another year of, of college, of co- one year of college. And right. I need to go. And then. The first year of college was in March when COVID happened. Ugh. Yeah, my dad was like, "Well, it's a good thing you didn't serve then and had to yeah. come home." So, um, it, and and I know that you were telling me at that point. Um, maybe I'm jumping the gun here, but is that when your dad got sick? No. So okay. this is like in 2020. My dad got sick like later. So in okay. 2020, sorry, jumping the gun. No, not <laughs> a problem. Um, so. I I just thought like okay I'm not you know maybe I won't go yet and then I stayed at home for another year and then let's see it was the end of I went for school for a year and a half okay let's see graduated in nineteen yeah end of twenty twenty I've gone to school for like a year and a half and I said okay I'm ready to start papers okay and so met with my bishop. And my mom said, Eli is like, I know Eli, and he can kind of have a one-track mind, so let's hold off <laughs> and so, so that it doesn't interrupt your schooling. And, okay. then, <laughs> and then as soon as, as, it, um, as uh, I semester. finished that semester in December, and then I started the papers, and I was like, I'd always heard of, uh, like I said, I grew up in the church, so I'd always heard of mission papers. I'm like, right, you knew that that was part of the yeah, process. Yeah, I thought, whatever, it's probably a bunch of legal stuff. And 
<laughs> like I didn't know what it was. I right. knew you had to go through doctor's appointments, but I just thought it was a lot of hoops to jump. Yeah, through. a lot of formality. Yeah. And then, but I realized that that's not how that's not how I saw it at all. Because, um, like some of the questions were like, "Where did your grandparents?" So like, they uh, they I was asked like, "Were you interested in learning a language?" Which I knew, but then. They went into detail, like, have you learned a language? How many years of the language have you learned? Like, so it's just a lot more detail. Yeah, and, and which I thought was cool that, like, the prophets are busy and the missionary department's busy, but they were taking the time to know me personally. That cool. Isn't that and, cool? That's awesome. You know, we're told that God loves us, and and um, I'm just really glad that I had that opportunity. Now, when you were going through, I know that there was a – you were sharing with you yesterday. There was some, there was some frustration at a certain part of that process. Would you? Can you share that with us? Yeah. So I was told, I was told I have been diagnosed with autism, okay. and I, and it hasn't really. I felt like, oh, especially up to this point, I thought, yeah, it's there, but it doesn't like really affect me. You know, right. I've got some different skills and and other people and it's it's okay and but I was told that I needed to go see a therapist just to like kind of assess like not just to assess like where I was and as part and to make sure of the you process. Could, yeah to handle the, yeah. the, the, the rigor and of I, missionary work and so I thought okay you know my bishop said oh, I'll just schedule and I'll give you a call and but okay, so I remember I was driving home <clears throat> from town one day with my mom and got the call and I was excited to, you know, to finally um, get this started, you know? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I had, okay, good, let's go, let's like, go. Yeah, and then, because I, I needed to do this before I met with the bishop and stake president, so. This, this, uh, uh the, the therapy, the, the yes, meeting, okay. Or so, and... I didn't know if it was like w- one time meeting or multiple. I just had no idea. I was just right. told to do some paperwork. So yeah, I like thought, I'll jump okay. through that hoop and we'll go. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then I got online, looked at it, and it was like all about like mental health, and it would say like, um, how are you organizing your time at like school and work or mission in parentheses, and that was like. Yeah, and I don't remember if it was school or time, but I just thought, oh, I'm not the best at that. I can be hard on myself. Right. Um, we all can. <laughs> yeah, and so I just thought, oh, maybe I'm not the best. And so I, I, I thought, well, I don't. I just wanna, cause we hear all the time about like being honest and not like, you know boasting up thinking of ourselves more so right. i i kind of tended to like think take of a it. way the opposite way yeah, beat like, yourself up yeah right and and so that was you know really hard and i thought this is so unfair like and i just thought like why am i you know doing this because we're we know that god knows everything and but i just had to like do this I I kind of felt like like why me and so anyway long story short I I did that 
took me a while just because I, I was like, took a, you know, I do yeah. it for a few minutes and then say, no, this is just, I just get frustrated and as I got frustrated, I'd be hard on myself. <laughs> it yeah. was just a, a, a vicious downwards. cycle. Yeah, a vicious were, cycle. Were you frustrated because you felt like you'd had this desire your whole life to serve a mission and then here's this big, huge roadblock and it's like, uh, what if I say that I'm not great at organizing time? Like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what was the frustration coming from? Because I, from that particular piece of the process of, of preparing for a mission. I think I just felt like I was... I felt like it, I was being judged. Got it. Um, I mean, I I don't know. It was like I can't even remember many specific. Like my mom said that one of the questions was like, "How's your relationship with your mom?" <laughs> and I was like already kind of in a stressed <laughs> and right, yeah, kind of beating <laughs> yourself up, yeah. <laughs> so, and so I circled like lower than I, a number lower than I would have otherwise. Right. And she said like, hey, I just, you know, I want to help. Like, can you <laughs> right. show it to me before? I really? <laughs> so you were filling out the paperwork and, and you maybe put a little bit lower number there. And then, and then if I remember her correctly, she said, hey, can I see it? Let's yeah. go over it together. And yeah. she sees it. She's like, wait a minute, Eli. And then right. it was like, hey, you know, just... And it wasn't a judging. She just wanted to know. And I was like, grab from her. Like, give me that. I <laughs> no, wanna. I don't want you to do it. We're going to restart this. Right? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I I called um, family services, who was kind of the ones setting this whole thing up, and yeah. said, I want to restart. They said, yeah, there's a new one on your portal. and So I mean, you're going to restart that paperwork because yeah. you're trying to get into a better headspace to, to fill that out. Right. Okay. And and I was like, oh, I don't want to do that again. But I was <laughs> like, no, it'll be easy. Like you've already written it. Just copy it over and do a clean sheet. And so I thought, okay. And they showed me where to get the paper. And then I just forgot. You're like, okay, you got busy doing other things in the process. And that just yeah, kind of got forgotten. Yeah, for okay. sure. And then I called again and said, okay, I'm ready this time. I'm like, this time I'm going to do it. And they yeah. said, well, we're actually changing the system. So you're not going to need to do that. Lucky I'm, break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and you'd think I'd be like excited, but I was mad because I'm like, I felt like I had felt like, you know, uh, here's, I had, this was really hard. and A I struggle that you went through to do all this. Like, they're not going to, like, I'm just going to throw it away. Like, yeah. <laughs> and so, and I said, I failed. And my mom's like, no, did they say that? Oh, you failed? No. And she helped me, like, come out of that. Yeah. That. And so. Can I pause real quick? Like, what, yeah. what do you feel like going through that? that process, like you said, that frustration and, and maybe whatever of going through that. Why do you think the Lord wanted you to go through that? Or do you think the Lord wanted you to go through that? Like what, what lessons did you learn going through that frustrating part of the, the process? Well, I don't know. I think I remember um, learning. We talked in the Institute that, that week about yeah. Abraham and Isaac. And it's like, of course, none of us will be asked to sacrifice family members or you know nothing that drastic but in my own very small on a smaller scale I was like I was asked to do this and then told never mind and I feel like they just was there to teach me about myself like 
because I thought, okay, there's, you know, there's something that I need to, I mean, I started out like, yeah, I'm willing to, you know, do it. And then I thought, okay, maybe I need to be more willing to just do hard things. Do hard, yeah. And so I thought, you know, and awesome. it's like, I can learn from that. And so this was in August. Okay. And then I met with the bishop and stake president over the next month. <sighs> and then I waited, <laughs> you know. Ah, oh, the fun waiting game. Yes, yes. I mean, everyone that's submitted papers knows about that. So, and I was going to school, you know, just, and it was kind of cool that, like, if anyone said one of my plans, I was like, oh, I'm. Waiting on I'm a mission. On, yeah, it's like, I've got the perfect answer. I don't <laughs> need to fear that question. <laughs> good, that's <laughs> good perspective, man. Doing just exactly what I'm supposed to do from right. within life. <sighs> and then. I know, like, it took a while. Like, I think my dad went into the stick president because, like, <sighs> I mean, my bishop and stick president were, you know, there was just kind of a question as to whether I would serve a full-time mission just okay. because I have differences. Right. And... So it's kind of like you're teetering between that. Do I get to serve a full-time mission or is this going to be more of a mission opportunity or service mission opportunity? Is that what you were thinking? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, it's not like the the final decision comes right. from an apostle, but right. it's like the stake president, I think, wanted to talk with my dad just to like know what input to yeah. give. Yeah, or just okay. Just to get to know me better. And so they were finally, I asked... A while later, and they said, "Yeah, your papers are submitted on October twenty fifth." So okay. I thought, "Okay, we're that's when the <laughs> the like the hoops." <laughs> yeah, like I'm done. Okay. <laughs> then then I just waited. Had a good had a Thanksgiving. We went to Phoenix for Thanksgiving, and okay. on the way, I started to get a bit sick, and I thought, "Yeah, that's fine." And I was sick for a few days, and kind of mm-hmm. got over it. But then the kind of spread around the family and but my dad got like super sick and he uh, it was i mean he had covid and it was we cared for him at home as much as we could our neighbor like let us borrow some equipment uh, like uh, he had a machine oxygen. to give him oxygen oh geez so he got he was sick sick yeah like i mean at one point a neighbor was uh, like visiting my younger sister was like, yeah, dad's on like four liters, you know, so many liters. And the neighbor said, that's sad that you even know what that means. So Were you guys worried that he might not make it? Yeah. um, Yeah. Uh, when he was really sick, I actually called my brother and then I said like, hey, that's like that's not sick. doing yeah, great. Yeah, come home see and see him, yeah. Yeah. In the morning, <laughs> one morning we were, my mom would just like check his oxygen and she said it was like super low and then she said okay maybe i read that wrong but it was still like bad enough we need to take him in and so anyway we get to the hospital and he's in the icu and they're only we're only allowed they only allow two visitors at a time Mm -hmm. so we were just taking turns like seeing him and and then my siblings went went out for my siblings uh the three of us just went out for lunch, and 
we got a text in the middle and, and my mom's like come back they're gonna let, it, let us all see him and like that's kind of odd or yeah it's yeah. like you know so I was like, okay, we get back to the hospital and the doctor or the nurse is there in the ICU, just thinking like, saying like, yeah, we we need you, like, we don't know if your dad's gonna make it out, so we need to, we're gonna like let you have time to say your goodbyes now. Holy <laughs> cow! Yeah, I was, <laughs> and I was like, I was not like you know because. A lot of times, like, you know, you, I'd like to say I was calm, but no, I no, was like. I'm sure. No, um, my dad actually texted me later <laughs> asking if I was okay. You okay, kiddo? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> like, so, so with that ordeal, right in the middle of this whole mission prep thing, I know that yesterday you were sharing with me that that's something your dad shared with you that maybe one of the reasons, um, that things took so long was so that you could be there for him. Um, can you talk to that a little? Um, or did I did I miss you? I that? don't remember if my dad told me that or or not. I don't I don't know. So or okay, then maybe I misheard. Was that I just mean, something that you felt like that? I, I couldn't imagine going like leaving to the MTC when my dad was like in that condition. I was just uh, stressed. But so you felt like maybe that's part of the reason for some of the timing the way it worked out yeah so i feel like dad. well i feel like i don't know if that's the reason but i was grateful for Got it. for the timing because of that reason and uh, like so my family is well they live a uh, long distances away but we you know communicate with them often and i thought i'm just gonna send some emails and you know tell them what's going on and and i did and they immediately just responded like very positively it's like we love you you know we're praying for you and over well, it was like 10 days since he uh, that he was in the hospital and i loved i loved sending the emails yeah. <laughs> i mean so that kind of felt like your 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 mission email list yeah yeah it was and i thought of that too like man when i when i get a, get a call soon i'll just you know send this will be easy like, I, look i've already like, set it and get up yeah um like yeah, this is where I'm going, and it was super easy, and and I actually it actually did turn out to be some a lot of missionary work because because as the time went on, I thought like I I wanted to like update them about kind of my thoughts and yeah just what I'm growing yeah. and so it became and. My family or members, but I thought, you know, they'll, they'll be, like, okay with this. And so I just, the first day, I was, I just emailed family members, and I looked at the clock before I realized it, and, like, th two or three hours had gone by, and I was still just emailing. So that was, like, ten, ten days, okay. about. He came home Christmas Day. So Aww. Like, what a Christmas miracle. Yeah, That's awesome. a Christmas miracle, and then... Um, so then how soon after that, or how late after that, I should say, uh, did you get the news? So it was a week. I, I it was a few days before that I texted my state president because it had been a couple months. And I said, hey, what, like, what's the news? What's, what's, the the, what's yeah. up with my mission papers? I said, oh, I'll tell you. And then it was January 1st of this year that he texted and said, I want to meet with you and your parents tomorrow at 5 p.m. 
And I was like, okay, this is, I know this isn't how mission calls come. Yeah. And it was just like <sighs> something had gone wrong, not necessarily wrong. Right, but, but something just that pin your stomach, you're like, okay, like, what's, okay, what's, what's this what's and uh, it was fast Sunday, so I, and I fasting, and my mom had told me, told some of her family, I asked her to keep me in their prayers. Um, I got to the state president's office, and he sat me down, and so basically explained that there's three things. Like if you, when you submit m- mission papers, it's basically one of three things that happen. You're called the full-time service, a service mission, or honorably excused. And he said, you've been honorably excused. And I was just like, in shock, like, well, yeah. okay. It was just kind of like. Yeah, shocking is a great way to put it. It wasn't like I was instantly sad. I was just numb, like, wow. Uh, uh now what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. Uh, I was grateful for my parents, to have my parents there. Um. <laughs> my dad was wheeling my dad's oxygen, you know, like he yeah. was still recovering, but thankfully he was well enough to be there yeah. for me. And, and, uh, so how did you process that then in, in the days after that or like, <sighs> so I was pretty, I was like, I mean, I was huge a blessing and, and, and I felt like that really helped. I didn't feel like I was like that dipster. I'm like, I'm surprised that I'm not like this sad. Did I, did I want to go on a mission that that? Because I, <laughs> you've always wanted it. Yeah. Exactly. I was, I was just confused. And <sighs> my mom, my mom, <laughs> wisely pointed out that she mentioned school because, and like, of course she wants the best for me. Wants me yeah. to keep progressing, and so. She mentioned school, and I'm like, no, I'm not going to school. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I can't, so I couldn't put my finger on it, but I just, some reason I don't want to. And she's like, I bet you are thinking, like, because like, you wanted to serve a mission. And I'm right. like, oh, I knew she was right. Like, yeah. So I prayed and, you know, just kind of went to campus, and I thought, I felt like that's what I need to do. And actually, also that week, my cousins have always, um, well, a few of them since COVID happened, they couldn't do a homecoming, so they did a Zoom call with my family. And I thought, I'm going to do that when I go on the mission. And so I was honorably excused when I thought, there's no way I'm not doing that Zoom call. You're still, I'm still doing a Zoom call. <laughs> I love it. And I just shared kind of my story of, of just what I've, shared with you they knew about my dad's hospital experience but just kind of i shared some of the other things and and for my testimony and just it was cool that like that they were just happy to i mean it was it was kind of a a happy time you know like i've like there's literally some family members that was the first time i'd ever like reached out to them that's so cool and it was like Wow, you know, like, and, and I'm like, yeah, we want to, you know, we'll keep better and t- start keeping in touch. And so, it's like, that right there is huge. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like a few days after I found out. And I'm like, wow, already blessings come. And yeah. 
talk to me, Eli, a little bit. I know yesterday when we were talking, you said something really profound, and and I don't want to I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I wrote it down because it was so beautiful. You you talked to me about how God feels about outcomes. Um, that he's not. How did you put it? That he's not as concerned about outcomes, but about about like changes in us. I don't know how I put it anyway. I think I wrote it down. Is it okay if I just, yeah, yeah, yeah again, I'm not trying sure. to, but you said this yesterday and it just, it touched my heart. And I think this will probably be the, <laughs> the <laughs> title of this episode, but you said the thing, one of the things that you learned was God's not concerned about outcomes, but about what I'm becoming. Yeah. And I think, I think that that was cool too. And I've had some really cool experiences since then of like being, Actually, um, just after that, a few months, actually, I was just kind of accepted that, like, okay, this is this is my life. And yeah, my life. And then and then my bishop and my singles ward called me in and said, we want you to be a ward missionary. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I did get it, you know, just different. But And I just kind of, yeah. and um, with that whole thing kind of taught me, I didn't really know what missionary work was, but what have you decided now? What is missionary work based on that experience? I think it's just loving people and just for me, it's different for everyone, but I think I just need to learn to like people's learning people skills, you know, like learning people's names. Just it's about people, right? It's not about teaching lessons. It's about, right. And and I felt kind of lonely at one point during my missionary service, I was feeling lonely because I like, because I had a list of names, the names of people I was calling them. Like, yeah, I was like, you heard the term like lonely in a room full of people. Yeah, like I was talking to them, but it just wasn't. Still same. felt disconnected, so, maybe yeah. So I've just been still, you know, still exploring that, but I've just. I just want to, I just hope that if anyone's out there, like, uh, just feeling, like, alone, because I, I'm i not going to lie, there's been times I wondered, like, why me, and, and you know, yeah. like, what, I just thought it was because of my disability, or, you know, I, I couldn't think of anything else, but yeah. I've just realized that's not true, it's, I think... God knows what you need to grow and he will give it to you whether you like it or not. <laughs> okay, maybe that's maybe that's the title. <laughs> I love that. God knows what you need and he wants to give it to you whether you know it or not. That is so good, brother. Eli, thank you so much for being such a such a an, an inspiration. Um ever since I know you back then um in high school and in seminary, you've just always been this positive ray of light and I w- I want you to know that if you don't know that that uh you're right. Missionary service isn't just about teaching lessons, but it's about becoming the type of person you are and, and letting people see the light. So you're a good man, Eli. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, you, brother. Thanks for joining us today. And I just want to remind everybody that this podcast is not affiliated with nor endorsed as an official production of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All words and opinions expressed by participants are solely their own and do not reflect official doctrine of the church. 